so I figured out what it was this time because I'm a genius. The when you start it, it actually bumps the page up a little bit, so all the icons moved. So where my mouse pointer was suddenly was not the right spot anymore. Huh. Ah, okay. I'm learning. Anyway, hello and welcome to <laughs> episode five of the Consumer Report podcast. First try. Definitely the first try. Oh, oh not sure. Not the fourth. Uh, we've been gone for a little years. while. <laughs> we've been gone for a little while as we had some significant and not easy to solve, apparently, audio problems. Uh, I have a new mic. I think Ryan has a new mic. I do. Chris's I'm, I'm mic is still pretty good, so he yeah. just kept his, which yeah. is... <laughs> he's he's fancy. That's nice. I'm jealous, actually. Um, yeah. So we're going to talk for a while, as we usually do, mostly about video games, because that's what we like to do. And stuff. And uh, maybe some other stuff. Chris, you had a special oh, so, note you want to make here? Uh, for those of you uh, tuning in from our previous episode of Consumer Report, which was last year, um, I said at the end of the episode that I was going to buy a copy of uh, Ready Player Two for for Chris and Ryan to to read, so we can talk about it the next time. So, guess what? I did. <laughs> but since we're going to be discussing a lot of spoilers for the book, uh, we're going to leave it at the very end. That way, if somebody has not read the book yet, they don't have to like search for the end of it if we did it at the beginning. So we'll talk like normal, and then at the very end, we'll we'll cover actually probably both. Uh, both books because Ryan read both of them recently. So, uh, so yeah, that was that was that. Okay, thank you for that special PSA. And I'll try to put some timestamps in the description just to make it clear for people if they just want to skip ahead to that part, which never name. But I guess if you really want to skip the video game stuff, that's fine. Hey, your choice. don't judge our 100 and something views, okay? Or or yeah. listens or downloads, whatever it is. What was, what was 139. 139 downloads. 139. Hey. Excuse me. We Thanks are... to the people who heard the episode 5 trailer. Yes. Shout out to them, 17 of them. <clears throat> Thank okay. you. Thank you, everybody, so, by the way. Oh, also, uh, for those of you that may be or may not be interested, uh, we have created an email because we're old and don't want to do social media for this. So if you have any suggestions of anything you'd like us to play or look at or watch or read, um, the email will be in the description. But I, it's consumerreport at gmail.com, right? That is it, correct. Spelled out fully. Yes. So A-N-D, no ampersand. So you got to say that these days. Yeah, we'll, we'll put that in the description. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I actually do post on my Twitter whenever those new episodes that goes up, but I'm not going to put that out there because I don't care <laughs> about my Twitter being in any way. Right. You know, Maybe yeah. you, you and all your hundreds of millions of followers. Yes. You know, like 12. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, that's uh, 11 more than me. So yeah, yeah, that's, that's yeah, pretty much me too. Maybe, Maybe this someday. goes. Maybe someday we'll yes. have a Twitter yes. account for the podcast. But All right. Tell you what, right now, boom. If we get a hundred subscribers, boom, locked in. Twitter I actually account. don't know how to count subscribers. I have no idea either. I just thought it sounded good. I, I was just putting a number yeah, out yeah, there. Yeah, okay, we'll go. Okay, with that. okay, all right, cool, cool, cool. All right, cool. I like it. We'll just arbitrarily decide that's okay. Yep. We're done. Yep. <laughs> no, we're not done. We're gonna do. A, we'll do. Not, a not done, account. but I mean, yeah, we'll. Yeah, we have, we have, we have, <laughs> we'll have a Twitter account. Ta-da. 
That went well. That went well. Definitely well, 100. Yes, I like that. Hey guys. So yeah, it's been a bit. Um, this is your this is your host Chris as usual, and obviously I picked these two guys up off the street and had them come and record this with me. Yep. Um, but they weren't busy. They were available today, so instead I got the usual guys, uh, Ryan and Chris. Yep, hello. Yep. Hello, hello. And gosh. Yeah, I think it's been like at least six weeks since we did the last one. I, I legit, it was before it was like December, right? No, no, no we did one in January. Did you do one in January? Oh, okay, January, I must have blocked that one out. That was the oh, one that's right. Book. That's right. That's right. For some reason, I thought that was for Christmas. Anyway, okay, we did yeah. one of those two, but we've had one yeah. since then. So okay, it's episode five. Still, it is the middle of March. <laughs> it, yes, I mean St. Patrick's Day is in like three days. Oh, by the way, Happy Pie Day today. Pi oh, day, yeah. It is day. March fourteenth, three four one. The uh, Ryan, we need to spell it. Yes, I got it. Okay, just making sure. So they think it's funny to call it Pi Day. I do. I did work in STEM for a very long time. I know. I know. You just sounded confused for some reason. I wasn't sure why. No, no, no. It's dumb. He thinks it's dumb. Oh, oh, yes. It's because we need a friggin' day for everything. Oh, come on. I mean, how many days are there devoted besides May the May the fourth? Uh, like like ev- every day, there's a there's a taco day and a hot dog day and a burger day, and it's just it's. I mean, it's stupid. The, he's right. There really is pretty much. You could find any day of the of the calendar year, and there's like international something day, most likely. You guys are day. just killed choice. I was going to say like stuff dedicated to science and math and science fiction stuff, but there's literally not that many. I, oh, I'll, I'll give oh, people their pie day. You mean specifically for STEM related stuff, or yeah. Yeah, uh, that's probably true. Most of it's related to some dumbass food. So, yep. <laughs> or I mean, talk I like a pirate day. Celebrate privacy too, week, I think. But that's just more my, you know, field of work. So <laughs> there's sense. a week dedicated to privacy. Yeah. And there should be. <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I just like. <laughs> anyway. I wanted to make that as awkward as possible. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, no, I also think privacy is a big deal, but. Yeah, I just thought I didn't know there was a week for it. So good on you. It was in February, I think. Okay. All right. I don't even know, apparently. I think it was a couple <laughs> of weeks ago or whatever. Yeah, it's really important to you. Super important. Um, great. Okay, so here we are. Yep. Uh well, I guess we pretty much already established the chit chat um <laughs> small and, talk open. and the date. <laughs> yes. Yes, yeah, good job. Date's yep. already in there. So I guess we're Boom. we're good to go with that. Non pre written intro completed. I like it better this way, actually. It seems a little bit more yeah. organic. Yeah, I, and, and you can do a little dance in your chair and yeah. get into it, you know, before you start. I am afraid to move in this chair with this microphone next to me. You I feel like it'll creak. Just, I think everyone will hear the creak. Yeah. To be fair, it's also a seven-minute intro. <laughs> but hey, is it cares? seven minutes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what, okay, yeah. Why, why wouldn't you trim it then before you put it on the thing? No, no, no. We're, we've already been recording for seven minutes. And, oh, and, oh, oh, oh. I thought you yeah, meant that, yeah. that intro song is seven no. minutes long. I was like, really? I think what, it's like is... 30 seconds. Okay. But hey, that's a good song, isn't it, guys? I like it. I thought, I thought it was nice. I was dancing. Jam to it. I was. Jam to it. I was snapping my fingers. Yeah. Get it. Okay, sorry. <laughs> okay. You're so weird. Why are you so weird? I, this, is, this is the way I am. So I was, I was, I was born this way. Being Lady Gaga. I was going to make the joke, but you did it for me. So Yeah, I know. I know. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. 
He's roboting uh, again. Just a, just a heads up, people. If if Chris goes a little robot, it's it's not it's not his fault. We think it's his internet, but oh. it's a pandemic. What are you going to do? We we can't do this in person yet, so we got to make do. Yep. I think I'm actually having a interruption. Oh, there. Oh, there it goes. Maybe. No, you're you're good again. Kind of. Whatever. Push on. We push on. Okay. So, uh, so Ryan, what you been up to? Uh, so I've been doing a couple things. Um, I, da- I, I purchased a couple games since we last talked. I, I bought uh, the Spyro Reignited because I never played any of those. And I bought a game called uh, We Happy Few. Oh, okay. Okay. Is Spyro, um, is that a console? Uh, well, it, it was originally on the console. You can buy it for... Uh, the, the switch and the PC oh, and, you know, nice, kind of, nice. kind of everything really. Um, but I bought it for on, on steam. Cause it was, I don't know, half off or 75% off something like that. It was, it was about 10 bucks or so. I think okay. um, it's, it's a pretty fun little game series. Um, you know, kind of an adventure collect gems and, you know, you gotta kind of like figure out little small puzzles and platform, you know, kind of a game. Um, Cute little dragon, you know. You play as nothing, nothing too too fancy. Kind of a you know, each has its own little convoluted storyline. Uh, but uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. They're they're only about ten hours a piece or so. That's not bad. Did you play all of them already? Yeah, I played all of them already. Jeez, is that yeah. is it a remake of the original Spyro games or is this a new yeah. newer game? No, it's 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 a re, it's a redo. So they okay. they updated okay. the graphics. That's why it's called uh, reignited. So they they ah, like okay. refreshed all the graphics because I think it was originally a PlayStation game yeah, back in the I day. Think it was exclusive. I think I actually. think the first one was PS one, and then the sequels were PS two. Maybe that sounds about right. But uh, I mean, like I've seen some of the original graphics from PlayStation. I mean, it's, it's pretty it's pretty bad. Yeah, twenty five twenty five year old game probably. Yeah. Sounds about so. Yeah. You know, things change quite a bit in 25 years. So, <laughs> the, the, but the new one, it was, it's a beautiful game. You know, you can tell it was, it's a, you know, a, a rehash, you know, like they, they just, you know, updated the graphics and kind of just superimposed it on the old one. Uh, you know, so they didn't really like change levels or add things like that. They just updated, updated the graphics and then kind of put it back in. Um, so, but yeah, it was, it was fun. There's not really much of a storyline to it. There a, a little bit, you know, it's like, uh, the first one is like your dragon horde gets frozen into like a crystal and you're trying to save them all. So you gotta, you, you reach each of these little dragon statues and they transform into a, 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 you know, unfrozen dragon. And then they're like, go save the other 50 dragons or whatever that are still frozen. And then you fight the last boss. And that's pretty much the, the gist of the first game. And the other two kind of fall in line similar to that. Um, I don't, I don't have a lot to say on them because I, I, I did pick up the trilogy on PlayStation, I don't know, two years ago, year and a half ago, something like that. I also never played them before. Um, I have a friend who swears by those games. And I think I, I probably played like an hour of the first one and I stopped. I think they're very much a product of their time. I think if you played them when they came out, they were probably really cool and fun. And if you didn't, and obviously I have different tastes from Ryan, but I, the, the, the design of those games was just not 
interesting to me at this point. It was just, I don't know. And then get much out of it. I mean, I mean, I get it. Uh, it it kind of reminded me of a, a, you know, like it's like a a 3d Mario game. Uh, you know, you're running around collecting gems instead of coins and you're getting to the end of the level and, you know, you have a, a completion percentage, you know, you complete 80% or hundred percent or whatever you're, you're able to do. And some are more difficult than others. Uh, but, you know, like I said, it was a pretty basic game. It, it was, it's not one I'd want to spend a lot of money on because I don't think there's much substance to it. Yeah, I think I spent 20 bucks on the on the trilogy, which <clears throat> I was okay with, you know, seven bucks a game. But uh, besides that, uh, like I said, I bought uh, We Happy Few, which is kind of a bizarre game. I, I only played it for about two hours or so. And it's, I can't even describe what it is. It's like a... I'm trying to think of something that's similar THX or equilibrium or um, probably equilibrium is kind of the closest, except instead of, you know, nullifying all your senses, it just makes you feel happy all the time. The pill, they they make everybody take this pill called joy, which makes you basically happy and puts you into a kind of like a hallucinated state where you think everything around you is better than it is. So like there's this really messed up scene in the very beginning where you're at an office party and you're hitting this pinata and you snap out of your joy and you realize that you're not hitting a pinata, you're hitting a dead rat and all of the stuff that's coming out of the pinata are its guts and you're eating it. Oh boy. So it is a very twisted game. I'm kind of interested in seeing where it progresses, but it was, it's been a little bit hard for me to get into not because of its twisted nature, but I just don't know if I'm in the right mood for that type of game right now. Um, But I I am really curious about it. And and I think I'm twisted enough to really get some enjoyment out of it. (laughs) I remember that game got announced probably like four or five years ago. And when it initially got announced, I think it was intended as a multiplayer thing. I'm I'm kind of remembering this very unclearly, so I could be wrong. And then they when they kind of re reintroduced it, it was more of a it's not a horror game, but more of like a just tense uh I don't even know what to call it, honestly. It's just probably I guess so, but I think it's I think it's like more in the lines of like a Bioshock type thing. Yeah, it, it is. So, so like you, you got to like or, or Dishonored or, you know, stuff like that where you got to kind of like sneak around and avoid cops and avoid, you know, some of the bad guys and stuff because you can get caught. And then, you know, it, yeah, so you, it, it, it is kind of like a sneak and suspicion type of game, too. So, you know, you got to be in, like I said, the right the right headset for that kind of game, too, because it can take you, you know, you can sit there and wait for 20 minutes trying to map out the perfect route, you know, through an area and get caught and have to reload and do all that stuff. So just depends what kind of mood you're in. A rat eating mood for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, it was, it was a little, it was, I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen Equilibrium. I spent probably 20 years since I've seen it. The old Christian Bale movie. I'm a big fan. It's a great movie. Really? Okay. Oh yeah. It's, it's been a long time, but it kind of remind me of that. Like they, they, instead of suppressing your emotions, it's like they're isolating one of them and that you always feel happy. Sounds and worse. If you, 
it's it does yeah. sound worse and it's yeah. like like the characters in the beginning are like make sure you're taking your joy and they're like handing you pills they're like please take this pill you know you, you get to make sure you're taking it and like if you they find out you get off of it they like chase you down and exile you from the city the uh, the tags on steam are adventure action open world survival and indie and it came out in 2018 of august I think it's on Game Pass now as well. I think I saw it on Game Pass, yeah. For anyone who's It was. I don't know if it still is. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, because I was going to try it because it sounded intriguing. And then by the time I got around to actually wanting to try it, it was gone. Oh. And then it was on uh, Steam for 80% off, and I bought it for 10 bucks or something like that. And I figured, hey, if I don't like it, it's only 10 bucks. So There you go. Yeah, considering right now it's it's a two-year-old game and it's still 60 bucks. Oh, is it really like full yeah. price? Wow! But right now it is. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, it was on a good Who, sale. So, you know, who hey. published it on the Steam page? Gearbox. Oh, really? Yeah, interesting. I'm assuming it was between Borderlands. Borderlands. I mean, that would have oh, been like, between like two between and, like two and three, maybe. I yeah. Can't remember. Oh, that, that makes sense. Definitely between right? two and three, but probably more like between pre sequel and three. Or, yeah, 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 yeah. Speaking of which, speaking of the pre sequel, <laughs> <laughs> we we haven't played it, but we might after this. <laughs> uh, I have it downloaded. Ryan has it downloaded. Did you? I have it downloaded. downloaded. All right. Okay. Remember, I downloaded it yesterday when we were talking. Well, there you go. Yeah. Sorry. Stay tuned for next episode when we talk Dab- about the pre sequel. My 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 garbage internet takes a long time to download that. Always keep them wanting more. Yeah, I downloaded it in like ninety seconds. Must be nice. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe at one point I'll get a nice gigabit connection, but probably not going to happen anytime soon. I, I would love to have gigabit, but I just I don't see the point. Well, yeah, currently I guess, I guess it, price point is always a consideration. Yeah. It's very true. If it was like Google Fiber and it was affordable, hell yeah. Well. Yeah, any kind of fiber would be great by my house, but nope. Yeah. Nope. They offer nothing but garbage out here. <laughs> garbage. Which also Chris is dealing with right now because of his connection. Yes. <laughs> but that I, how old uh, is your modem? Uh, I don't even I don't I don't want to talk about modem right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. This is this is the modem I bought about a year ago. I thought it was really good. I started having some weird problems with it, so I swapped out to another one which was rock solid and then ate it really hard a couple months ago after a power outage, I think. So I swapped back to the original one and it seemed fine. Like it was great. And now all of a sudden starting to, I don't know anymore. I'm like, this is, I can't, I guess it's time for me to just get one of those big, enormous ones with 17 antennas on it that, you know, was built for like, uh, what's it like? Uh, space grade, components or some nonsense <laughs> titanium will will pull me the internet feed from space i don't know just i'm sure if it costs 500 dollars, it's obviously going to be amazing that's how it works right uh, always and so i should it, do that it was ironic because while you were complaining about your modem you were cutting out <laughs> yep it, it it was spot on yep it was a good timing <laughs> uh deep but- breath <sighs> maybe man, i don't want to replace the mo- the modem's not that old either I, I would I would think that your internet ISP would be able to determine what is the actual issue because they should be able to see the traffic on their side as well. 
You would think again. There's this long discussion here. I want yeah. to do it. Yeah, this. Yeah, this. It's. You don't want you don't want to spend an, an hour bitching and complaining about internet. <laughs> Not for the recording. I mean, that just <laughs> it sounds later. Just, oh, that sounds exactly what I want to we'll talk just about. Hop mm. the Discord after, and and I'm good at bitching and complaining. So let me tell you about. If you want to get your heart rate up, let's do it. <laughs> and it's, it's it's more annoying as an IT person, right? Because I want to fix it myself. Yeah. Yes. So I troubleshoot the hell out of it. And I yeah. guess like, I, I nothing's worked. I don't know what to do anymore. Anyway, it, it was fine until like. <laughs> <laughs> Here he goes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I brought it up. I'm sorry. I, I, I shouldn't have mentioned uh, that, Chris. So, hey, Brian, that's um, good to hear about the games you've been playing. Yeah. 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 So uh, I, I have been doing too much else besides that. I did. I did play a, a game called Star Wars Armada with another friend of mine. Uh, which I've really been getting into. It's a uh, fleet and starship based Star Wars game. So if you've ever played X-Wing, it usually had just the small little X-Wing models that you do. This has got the big capital ships with it. So Dan and I have been doing that every every weekend or so. And uh, I've been really enjoying that. It's been a lot of fun. But uh, yeah. yeah, I had to go yesterday. You guys played yesterday, right? Yeah, we did. Uh, I won one game. Uh, my buddy Dan won in the other. I I, pl- I play the Empire uh, almost Both exclusively times? because okay. Okay. it's just it's just what I'd like. I like the Empire ships better. Um, but you know, it, a lot of it revolves around strategy, and and you got to get you got to get kind of accustomed to how the the ships work and what what synergizes well together. But ultimately, it's it's an Ameritrash game. I mean, everything comes down to dice rolls. So you know, I. I'm sorry. Hold on. First, first I have to ask, this is a tabletop game. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, we've, we've veered away from the digital world. Okay. <laughs> oh, so, sorry. Yes, I did. Yeah. Besides those two video games, I haven't really been playing much. So, But that's fine. I like to hear about that stuff, too. I just wasn't quite sure where it, it, it existed. But then you, you called it Ameritrash? <laughs> yes. So so there's 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 two basic types of, of, of games. You have a Euro game, which is all centered around basically being... 100% strategy and everybody's on equal footing and there's no chance to it. It's just, you know, everybody no, has no the dice. same, no dice, no turn, you know, everybody has the same term or turn and they can do basically the same things that you can do. And it comes down to who makes the best moves. That's kind of a Euro European type game where it's, it's all based on you and what you decide to do for how the game goes and your turn order. Correct. I yeah. mean, there are there are a few small variations between Euro and American, but an America Ameritrash game is basically what's been dubbed. Basically, anything that gives you just random stuff, you know, like a dice rolls or a random card that you draw and it changes the outcome, and they're just it's just it it's it's luck based mostly. They're still fun. They're still fun, and they they have their place, and they have combinations where it's like seventy five percent of the game is based on how well you plan something and the other 25% is hey let's see what the dice come up with so it's kind of like D&D kind of in that regard too you can make the best strategy ever and still roll a one <laughs> so it's it's kind of that same idea okay I, I've only I played it once term. I've only played it once years ago and my very first game the only game I flew my ship off the, the map <laughs> that'll do it too because I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know. I was first time. I was still learning. And I didn't turn quick enough, and right off the side, I'm like, okay, well, that's that. See ya. <laughs> how, 
how do you... so it's it's kind of hard to explain uh i can send you some pictures that uh that dan sent me but imagine a mat on a table and the mat is like a starry backfield right and you have these you have these models that are on that mat and they have bases and you have rulers that you actually move a certain number of inches on this mat and you're trying to strategically move your ships to get into a advantage over your opponent and then you're there's obviously like Ryan said there's combat and there's there's I don't know there is there one dice one side rolls dice or both sides rolls dice I can't remember uh so only one side rolls dice okay. but each you know okay. like each ship has different maneuvering capabilities so a big star destroyer maneuvers very slowly whereas like the smaller little ships can whip around corners faster uh, like a like a big star destroyer has like a big frontal uh, cone for all of its damage. It, it does so. So your your ship is divided into quadrants. So it's like frontal arc, rear arc, and side arcs. So like a star destroyer's primary weapon batteries are on its front. So you got to strategize your ship and you know point the ship towards him as opposed to like the rebel ships, which a lot of them have like side batteries. So you're going to try and sweep past somebody and shoot them from your sides. So every ship has a different kind of strategy and way to play. And like Chris said, you know, you got to be careful about how fast you're moving and how maneuverable your ship is. So you don't throw them off the map and uh, lose that ship prematurely. Um, but yeah. Okay. So, so the, the, the ability to, <laughs> you can see the map. How'd you go off the map? Um, <laughs> really it just has to do with, with math. Like you haven't calculated correctly for the movement that you're trying to make which is actually outside the engagement possibility. So SOL? Yes. Kind of. Yeah. It's like that ship has uh, retreated and gone to warp speed and is gone. Like they just retreated if, if you do that and you lose that ship, it's gone. You can't bring it back. Huh. So, you know, if, if you it's, I wouldn't say it's hard to go off map, but you really have to not be paying attention to have that or happen your first time uh, yeah but i mean it it can take i mean with how slow some of these ships move it can take you six turns which is when the game ends to get all the way across the board so yeah, no we were playing on a small map and i think i had the speed set too high or something like that and i decided to try and do this maneuver and it just and it just failed and i was like oh okay so i can't do that that and that was just, just the only game i ever played i imagine i would yeah. do it again hopefully yeah but uh, yeah, but it, it is, I would say, I'd say it's probably that 75, 25, you know, you can have the best strategy in the world and roll like crap and lose. Cause that's what happened to me in my first game with Dan yesterday. So yeah, you know, I thought I had a pretty good strategy and rolled like garbage. So it is what it is, but that's, that's part of the fun and just seeing what happens, you know, and, and in my second game, I, I, Approached him with the Star Destroyer and rolled a whole bunch of good stuff and blew up his ship in one shot. <laughs> it was amazing. Nice. So you never know. Okay. What's what about everybody you, else been doing? Yeah, what about you, uh, Chris? Um, I've been on the quest for, I think, a game that doesn't exist. Not by name, just a, a, a game design choice really so ah, it's 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 a weird mishmash of things i've been playing and things i want to play i think um where should i start let's let's go back 
Um, oh are you guys familiar with the Nino Cooney franchise? Nope. I think I've heard the name before, but I don't think I've actually, I've never played it. Okay. So there's, there's two games in the franchise. They were originally PlayStation exclusives. The second one, I think both of them actually are both on, on a bunch of stuff. Now they're on PC. I checked the other day. <clears throat> Excuse me. They're RPGs, big, you know, expansive RPGs. But the first one's claim to fame was it was a uh, cooperation with Studio Ghibli. So all their cutscenes were animated by that studio. So it looked incredible. Oh, that's cool. Um, and then the, they kind of maintained the art style through an engine uh, stuff. And, and it, was, it was a neat idea. So I played a while of that game. I never finished it. as <laughs> That never happens to me. It's crazy. Um, I liked some parts of that game. I'm not going to get way into it because it was extremely old game now. Um, but like the, the overworld was a cool concept where you could run around basically on the world map more or less with your little small character. You could see the, the enemies that you might encounter out in the world. If you want to run up to them and fight them or run away from them and you could find different, uh, you know, secret areas or, or stuff like that. I like that concept of sort of a, a live overworld. And then the combat in that game was where it kind of lost me after a while. It's the, it was almost like it was like a hybrid where you were giving actions to your characters. And when you were doing the menus, it would like slow time down. And then the rest of it was basically real time combat, which I have not found to be something I enjoy in RPGs. It turns out. And a lot of them have gone that direction in the last 10 years, but there was a whole Pokemon concept in that game where you would capture, I forgot what they were called mites or something or some kind of animals in the world you capture them and then put them to use and make them fight and they had different you know advantages and disadvantages against other types and blah blah blah. it got too much for me and i i got like like the first boss area and i beat it and i gave up and i was done with that game so fast forward i think uh three years ago maybe the second one came out it was pretty big gap between the games um i think the uh collaboration still exists it's very similar on style so this one has uh i've been playing this one obviously in case that wasn't more apparent like the last couple weeks probably 12 hours in is that me you guys hear that sound yeah let me no. check something real quick i think it's on chris's not me here we go it's gone Live internet recording. <laughs> um, anyway, so I've been playing the second one. Uh, use the same kind of overworld thing where it's, that's a little like uh, what they call chibi uh, style. Mm-hmm. Like your character's little short squat, you know, not well uh, drawn. Yeah. On the overworld, which is fine. Still same concept. You know, you see the mob, see the treasure chest and that stuff. And you can work around that. And that, that still works for me. Um They've changed the combat a little bit. It's actually simpler. It's basically like almost straight up action combat now, whatever character you decide to to be using as the primary. So your party is maxed at three people. <clears throat> you can have more than three people available to you if you want to switch them out. When you go into a fight, it's really heavy attack, light attack, and then right trigger is the modifier for like spells. And it's just, that's what you have. And the other end's just doing NPCs at that point. And they're healing you or they're doing whatever else they got to do to win the fight. <clears throat> so what they've replaced instead of the Pokemon thing is they basically have a Pikmin concept going on now where these, these little guys, they call them 
Higgly Piglies, Higgly Piglies. I forgot the name. It's very silly, but they all have like little different types. There's the dark ones and there's the white ones and there's the green ones and they do different things. Of course, the green ones heal you and the whatever. And they're just, they're just there to help as far as I can tell. Nothing super fancy about it. Um, the white ones with their special attack, they combine into a cannon. They shoot cannonballs at the enemies. I don't know how that works, but it's interesting. <laughs> anyway, so I have two things to say, some stuff to say about the game and then some stuff to say about why I'm mentioning Yonakuni in the first place. So I think I like it. I'm going to keep playing it. Um, it's it's starting to drag out a little bit in the sort of like run back and forth between things to accomplish stuff, which is not fun. Uh, it's been throwing new stuff at me over what I would say is like a 10 hour almost like intro really to to where you get the meat of the game. <clears throat> um, so aside from just the normal exploration and, and combat stuff, and then there's like the little dungeons, which are just smaller versions of the exploration. It was probably six, six hours or so into the game when they threw the skirmish mechanic at me, which is basically a real time army, like combat simulation. Um, you have units and you're basically commanding the units on the field as you go to fight other units from the enemies and they have their own abilities and their own special attacks and you can decide who's in front and all this other stuff. And that wasn't too bad. It seems completely optional. Like the first one was necessary to get to where you had to get to. But as far as I could tell, the rest are just there. If you want to do them, I'm not going to do them. That isn't very fun to me. And the rewards so far have been crap. So <laughs> I don't see the point. If they're not going to give me really cool stuff for it, I'm like, Oh yay, Gold. Um, and then the other part was, <clears throat> so this I made a note specifically about this. This whole time, like the, the the first several hours of this game, you are finding glowy stuff in the world. It's just all over the place, little glowing things. You pick it up, and it's like, oh, you found the shiny crystal, and you found the green potted plant, and you found the milk of whatever. And I have no idea what to do any of this stuff. Like it's not useful. It's just showing up in my inventory. I'm like, I don't understand. So about seven and a half hours into the game, um, when you finally establish your home base, basically, it finally explains that all this stuff is sort of part of your, mm, I don't know what to call it, your kingdom. And you'll, so then it becomes a kingdom management sim as well. Mm. where you go in and you manage the buildings and who's working in the buildings and what research they're doing to get you new stuff. And all of the little buildings you can build are related to the things you've been finding. And I think they use the resources to build new, you know, items for you and so forth. I haven't gotten very far with that yet. It's, it's very much a trickle right now. I don't have enough uh, kingdom money to build more buildings, (laughs) but all the side quests now are recruiting people from the world to come work in your shops that have the affinity that you need to make it better. And that part's fine. It's, sort of interesting you probably love it more than i would chris it sounds like Uh, it (laughs) i don't think it's very involved yet maybe it gets more but okay it's just a way to to give yourself more stuff i think over time okay um so anyway so that being said so i'm I'm probably like 12 hours in the game or something now and just trying to find my way through it and do the main quest um what i decided that i really want out of a game is is the Nino Kuni overworld 
where which is you know uh direct control over character um ability to see you know the the fights that you can get into uh, ability to find secrets or treasures or something like that and then when you get into a fight it be wait is this a pokemon game is that what i want you're going to get into a fight it sounds like it it becomes a tactical <laughs> combat scenario uh, yeah, that's that's Pokemon. Yeah. I think it, I think Pokemon is actually what I'm looking for, <laughs> or, or or Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy, like the old ones, the old ones, yeah. the new ones. I think are all it's like, like you, you walk around on an adventure, and all of a sudden you're walking around, and all of a sudden <gasps> you're in a battle, and then you're turn based. But to yeah, be fair, so, okay, but so good. To be to be fair, like Pokemon, the Sword and Shield one, like you can literally run around and never attack anybody if you want to. So oh. there is that. There is that where you can choose to sometimes they jump up and get you, but I, I haven't played Pokemon in 20 years, 23 yeah. years. I don't know however however long it's been since Pokemon came out on game boy classic <laughs> a while. Yeah. I've, I never played any of the Pokemon games. I never was really think they would be my thing. I do want to qualify my statement. I don't want just like a turn-based fight. Lots oh. of RPGs do that. Okay. I want a tactical turn-based fight. I want XCOM combat oh. in my RPG with the crazy overworld. Oh. And I don't think that exists. Uh, Divinity, that's Divinity. That is a potential option that has been suggested to me. Yes. Um, so I so I have done some work. I've done some research into this, and I guess I'll just talk about it since I'm here. Uh, the, the, the games that I currently own that are of a tactical nature um, – None of them really hit this quite that sweet spot. They get close in some cases. I have this game that Chris has seen me play a little bit called Fort Triumph, yep. which I think is still early access. I'd have to double check, which um, it uses an overworld map, but it doesn't have direct c- control. It's click here to go over to the section and, and see what's over there. Um, Fog of War, that kind of thing. And there's other games that have done that. The King's Bounty games had that same concept. You're just kind of, going somewhere on the map and then it becomes something else. Um, but the Fort Triumph, com- go ahead. Nope. Okay. The Fort Triumph combat is super XCOM. Um, it's fantasy based. So obviously they're not shooting laser guns, uh, but you know, it's mages and archers and, and warriors. And they use the environment in ways that I haven't really seen other games do before, which is interesting. And they actually really heavily uh, encourage you to do it, such as move your guy up to behind a tree where there is an enemy on the other side and kick the tree onto them, um, which does like damage. It stuns them, has great things where you can like kick a rock into a dude, knock him back into a rock behind him, stun both of the, like the enemies that are there. And it, it really the t- changes the tactics a little bit. Um, Cause that, that combat is what I'm looking for but nothing seems to have the overworld quite in the same vein. So I went to the subreddit um, RPG gamers on Reddit and I asked like, here's what I want very specifically. Can you guys give me some ideas? And divinity was mentioned. I've heard originals in two actually is probably better than the first one for some of that purposes. I haven't played the second one yet. It's on my list. Um, Wasteland two and three were also mentioned. Okay. Uh, which are on game pass and i have downloaded two and started two and gotten very far i've had no fights so far that might work <clears throat> it's a little more fallout you know old fallout than i was maybe hoping for but we'll see so anyway yes tactical fights is 
not something people seem to decided to do. I know like Final Fantasy Tactics exists. I just think a lot of the those types of tactical games end up being about positioning, really, or or uh, elevation kind of thing, and um, you know having your people close to each other for bonuses and stuff like that. Like three emblems does the same, or fire emblem does stuff like that. Anyway. That's what I've been trying to find. So I've been poking at tactics games in the meantime. I'll just go ahead. You, uh, you're definitely having some internet problems there. <laughs> um, we, we did not hear anything about what you just said, but uh, <laughs> I, if I was going to make a recommendation for you and it's kind of an older school game, it's fallout tactics. That's exactly what fallout tactics is. It's positioning weaponry. And then you're designing your team to, figure out ways to combat the enemy. Um, but it's, it's probably a, almost a 20 year old game now, maybe, maybe 18. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's even available. I might own that on steam. Um, I was, I was just going to say that, yes, they are correct. Divinity sin uh, Divine Divinity uh, Original Sin is is exactly what you're looking for uh, because you can influence the environment to affect your, yourself and and others to a usually drastic you know very bad consequences for both of you. Um, but uh, yeah, I've played both. Actually, kickstarted both, and I was very excited about the second one. So if you do play, let me know because there's something that you need to know before you before you play. <laughs> okay. I actually I I love that game up until the end, and I actually went and wrote. It's one of the few games I've actually written a review on Steam for, and I downloaded the game because of it. It's such a funny, almost like a clickbait title. You're like, yeah, I know this one thing before you play the game. Well, I, I'm saying, and it's it's stupid, and that's that's they, they and they could have changed it by now. They they could have made changes to it, but we played it when it first came out, and a friend of mine and I spent it was just two of us the entire game, and we spent we played it all together. Sorry, that's what I was trying to say, and because of this one thing that we didn't do and it was a choice, it wasn't like it was something that we, ha- we like just didn't do because we chose not to. It was like, Oh, sorry. It was like, we were okay. You need to go over there and do this. And we didn't do that. No, no, no. It was like the game gave us choices throughout the, throughout the end game to, to do this one thing. And we decided not to do it because of the way the NPC was acting. It sounded very suspicious. Come to find out the way at the end and this is a huge spoiler, by the way. So if you don't want to hear it, let me know and I won't tell you. But I don't, I don't want to hear it. Okay. Yeah, I, I haven't played it yet either. So I okay, prefer so not to know. Just like I'm saying, I'll, I'll, I'll just tell you. It, it won't be a spoiler for me to tell you what it is when you start playing. You'll understand. But after, okay. you, after you play, it, it, it'll make sense. Trust me. It'll, it won't be like this thing like, oh, this person dies. No, no, no. Something like that. Something like that. It's just a, 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 a choice you need to make at one point kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I'm glad that none of that was was audible, but I'll I'll just keep pressing on. <laughs> you couldn't hear me. No, from me. When oh, I, was talking. Oh, I have oh, no okay. idea how much of it was garbage, but yeah, a little bit. I. It is what it is. <clears throat> We're getting the the gist of what you're throwing down, but yeah, you go a little you go a little uh, Stephen Hawking there for a little, a little while. 
you know, it, uh, it really kind of distorts your voice. So I don't know. Um, Ryan, have you played any of the XCOM reboots? Uh, I have not. I've heard lots of good things, but I got to be honest. I'm not the biggest fan of most tactical turn-based positioning types of, types of games like you are. Um, most of the time I find them kind of boring. So I, I'd be interested in trying it, but I don't really want to drop the cash on like XCOM because I'm thinking I probably won't like it. Oh man, I should have, it was like five bucks a couple weeks ago. Cause I'm, I'm like, sure I have a copy of it somewhere. Cause like I, I played uh, fallout tactic or not fallout tactics, uh, uh, final fantasy tactics. And I hated that game. That's funny. Oh boy. Okay. So, <laughs> like, so what, <laughs> I was so bored with that game. Like I was like, okay, so it's just, it's just doing skirmishes like this over and over and over again. And it, it just, I, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't, get much out of it and you love final fantasy i, I do yeah i played all, all of them <laughs> yeah. except for number 12 i don't think i ever finished that one but um yeah i played them all yeah. i've had hit or miss on which ones i like but um so what, I, what i'm gonna do now is talk you out of ever playing the long war mod <laughs> and hopefully not talk you out of playing the game on its base level this was a funny conversation between Chris and I, and so I'm I'm looking forward to hearing it again. <laughs> All right, so so the quick background, and I hope I don't belabor the point here, but um, I I played the original XCOM way back in the day. I actually played the demo. I had the demo floppy disk for the first one back in like 1994 or something. Damn, I played old. the demo over and over and over. I never played the, real, the whole game. Thanks, You're and right. then I played the sequel, the proper sequel of that game, which was really really hard, really really hard. So. When they rebooted it and they actually decided they're going to make a proper XCOM reboot, not that nonsensical adventure shooter. Um, that was really exciting. So I played through the reboot and then I started playing through it again when the expansion came out. I never finished the expansion run. And then when the sequel came out, I played through the whole game and I played through the whole game again with that expansion because the expansion for the sequel is tremendous and it really changes the game in, in some positive ways. You're talking about for the one for XCOM 2? Yes. Okay. Wrath of the Chosen. Wrath of the Chosen. Okay, okay, okay. It was really good. I agree. Really, really makes some cool stuff in that game. So I love that game. I played through it twice. Just The the concept of it was absolutely what I wanted. Um, So in my search lately for all this this tactical combat stuff, uh, and I read a whole forum thread when it was like five bucks on Steam. Everyone was gushing about it. And I was like, okay, I need to play XCOM 2 again. Clearly that's what's happening right now. And, you know, have some different strategies or play on higher difficulty or run an Iron Man mode where, you know, every death is permanent. Um, but I was like, Oh, I'm on place with some mods this time. Cause I've heard, uh, the first XCOM, they put a mod out called long war, which just extends the game extremely far. I'm not sure how long it actually ends up being when you finish it, but it just adds missions and, and extra options and stuff to just keep it going. So there's a long war for XCOM too. I figured, great. I'll just, I don't have to beat it at this point. I've already beat it twice. I'll just play the long war and play until I'm satisfied. And <laughs> so I did all the work to get it loaded up. There's a launcher and a bunch of files you have to get. And it, it took like 30 minutes of, of configuring the right stuff. I got into the game, ran the first mission, which is different from the normal game, um, but still relatively simple. Just get you kind of used to it. Your squad's a little bit bigger and they have new abilities that you would normally have at the beginning of the game. No problem. Cool. 
go to the do the the first proper mission from the from the map. And it said on the screen, like, you know, light enemy presence seven to nine. I'm like, all right, it's cool. That's not a big deal. That's a good first mission. We'll go check it out. It was like a hostage rescue or something. So I get in there. I'm in. <laughs> I know it's covered. A, a, to- a tonal change. I like it. <laughs> yep. Uh, I'm, I'm advancing up in stealth, you know, because the, the way that the, the reboots work, at least the second one, the second one did this. Uh, because you are the rebellion, you start the mission in stealth and you basically activate uh, once you decide you're going to attack the first group you come across and get, you know, many kills as you can. So I was getting ready to do that and activated, took out the first group. It was like five guys. And I was like, dang, all right, that's like half the dudes in this whole level. That was a good, good start. Let's head towards the the hostages. And <laughs> so it was, it was weird because a couple things going on at the same time. There was a, a meter up in the top saying reinforcements, which I was confused by because I didn't see anything about that in like the mission briefing. And at first it was like warning and then it became imminent and then it became like landing. And I was like, whatever. It was like three dudes, not that big of a deal. I'm trying to remember how, how it actually played out. It was so frustrating. I think, oh, that's what it was. I moved up my super stealth one, uh, which has more visibility and, and less detection on it. And I came across like eight enemies just piled up in the street. Like they were waiting to be activated. I didn't activate them yet, which was fortunate for me, but I was like, that's a lot of dudes in one place. It's kind of strange. I thought there was only supposed to be like nine max enemies on this level. And so I had to figure out how the hell am I going to, I don't want to activate all of them at one time. That's a lot. Even for me, I have low level weapons, you know, some of these enemies are actually tougher. You don't usually fight them this early in the game. So let's see what I can do about this. Try and strategically position some guys. While I was doing that, I think I ended up accidentally activating some of them. So I started one fight, but didn't activate all of them. So I had to, like, I couldn't flank anybody without turning on more guys. And then I ended up fighting more enemies in different parts of the map while I was trying to get that fight going. So what happened was I had my eight-man squad. I I killed at last count. I turned the game off, by the way. I got so mad. At last count, I had killed 16. And there were 17 active. Which, if your math is good, would tell you there was 33 enemies minimum on the first proper mission I was doing in the game. <laughs> um, only two of them were resurrected by one of the sectoids, which was really uncool that early in the game. But there was just a ton of enemies. And I was like, I don't understand how I'm supposed to be able to handle this so early in the game. There's way too many people on this map. And I don't know if I misread something. I don't know if I just totally misunderstood how long we're supposed to work. But it completely turned me off from that mod. I was like, my whole squad was dead. I think I had four deaths, three, like two bleed outs, a stun. And I had one person who was still under my control facing 17 enemies. <laughs> and I was just like, this, this isn't fun. This is what XCOM usually is to me. Like I usually, I might lose a couple people, but there's a fighting chance. This was just Zerg. It's crazy. So I'm probably not going back to that. <laughs> it really looked a bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> so if you ever play XCOM 2, don't get long war. I'm sure people will scream at me if they listen to this podcast and love long war, but my experience was terrible. So that's what I have to say about that. Is it possible there was a configuration you missed? 
the one that says don't give me all the enemies at once maybe yeah yeah i'm just 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 throwing it out there i i don't know i don't know anything about the game but it that sounds like a a hard mode thing or something that got put on i just I, I, I just like your message to me on steam when i asked you about it <laughs> uh was it more colorful? It was, yeah. But it, you pretty much you got everything. You said second mission says there's eight to nine enemies. Second pod had like eight dudes, and when seven of my people are were dead or bleeding out, there were seventeen active enemies and sixteen already dead. Sector is doing mind control right off the bat. Just what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, the mind control. Oh my god. So like my soldiers, they're rookies or like squatties. They are low willpower. And they actually were resisting the mind control, which was incredible, but they panicked as a result. Right. And so they're useless for a whole round. And I was like, this is the like, first proper mission, man. <laughs> this is insane. <laughs> uh, oh, geez. I guess. I mean, I don't know, long war it should be called hard war, I guess. Long, hard war. <laughs> war, man. It's really, really rough. Now you really know for sure. So that's that's how that's been going. Um, uh, I'm gonna talk about a couple more things if I have time. Yeah, go ahead, Ryan. Did you have something? Uh, no, I'm just. I was just gonna compare that. It sounds like my my experience with Dark Souls. So, like, it's it's like I, I talked to another friend of mine, and his his, his explanation was, "You you just need to uh, quote unquote get good." And I said, <laughs> uh, "Sure, I don't have a problem, you know, working towards something to get good, but I don't want to spend two hours getting back to a boss to fight and lose over and over again." So I, I gave up on those types of games. People love them, but I was like, no, I don't have time to, to deal with this. This is ridiculous. So that's what it sounds like to me. Just, I, I, it just it caught me off guard. And I thought I was competent at XCOM. Maybe I just was wrong this whole time. Um, let's see. We're going to go old school and new school here, I think. So... I that's this morning. Even I was uh, I was doing my Sunday morning uh, retail World of Warcraft dungeon run with uh, some friends of mine, uh, ex coworkers. Basically, every Sunday morning now we try to do two dungeons. Today was only one because I had to make sure I had time for the podcast. And you might want to say that again. Okay, now you're going offline. Everyone's offline except for me. Except I'm the one that's actually having the problem. Um, I don't know. So how you I said, so you're, right you're, you're, you said you were playing, uh, doing your Sunday morning wow, right. re- retail, retail, retail. Dungeons? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Up okay. Speed. Okay. Well, not retail dungeons yet. Oh, okay. we're, we're actually in the cataclysm time frame. Okay. Okay. So in, the, in, in current wow, you can actually go in and say, I want to play this version of the game. Oh. Um, any of the, like the previous expansions, it's kind of a weird concept. I don't know why they do it that way, but so we're, we're, we're playing through the dungeons as they existed at a certain point in time. That's interesting. Um, so, and I, I'm doing this because my friends were into it and I figured why not? I don't really play it outside of these Sunday morning runs. We don't really level our characters at all. We just level them from the dungeon runs. Okay. And the way it's worked is with all the expansions and all the stuff they've done, uh, depending on which thing you're running, you can do any dungeon you want and it will scale to you which is interesting for me and super weird for them because they played this stuff when it was new and you had to wait till you were you know higher level and stuff 
Okay, so there's like is it scales to what level you currently are at, no matter what dungeon you go to? Yeah. So this morning we did Sunken Temple, I think. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Which has changed since it was originally designed, but we're like level twenty five. Okay. I don't know what it was originally, but um, definitely not twenty five. Yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> so basically, what I wanted to say was, aside from that, just being fun playing with my friends, <laughs> like we used to do a long time ago. Um. They've streamlined the hell out of this game. <laughs> yeah. And some people don't like it. And some people, I appreciate it in some ways. When you get into a dungeon now, the map shows where you're going and it gives you information on the abilities of the bosses. So you can plan ahead a little bit, which I think is basically the same thing as looking up on the internet from people who've already done it, which to me, might well put it in the game at that point. You don't have to use it, but if it's there, it makes it way easier for us who are just super casual players. Yeah, no, it's people have been saying that it's uh, too casual now. Yeah, that's I guess that's a bummer that they want it. They can play classic, <laughs> which I have done some as well with the same friends and yeah. I don't enjoy it as much. Yeah, same. It's it's, uh, it's too grindy. Like you level like crazy in retail. It's just kind of entertaining. Yeah. Anyway, um, so I've been playing a shaman, which okay. has been fun. <laughs> you a horde or ally? Uh, we're all alliance. Okay. I don't even care anymore. Like that's just what they play. Like, yeah, whatever. Yes. No, nothing. Nothing. I just <laughs> <laughs> puffing stuffing. Yep. Um, I just want to bring that up, I guess, because that's what something I've been doing on Sunday mornings. We just do a dungeon run or two, and then that's most of my wow for the whole week. There you go. Which doesn't seem like a great use of my subscription money, but I can afford that subscription and not worry about it too much. And I really look forward to playing those dungeons with those people because we just have a good time. That, that's all that matters. I mean, I, I mean, what's what's a, used to go to the movies and spend what fifteen bucks going to the movies? So yeah, fifteen buck wow subscription for <laughs> four what, weekends uh, of uh, playing. Uh, yeah, t- ten hours of playtime. Eh, I don't know. It's not that bad of a deal. I don't think. <laughs> I didn't even thought about the time played. Just like yeah, whatever. You know. I mean, when I was super into it, I think my time played was like a year. So, you know, you get you get whatever you get out of it. Of course, I wasn't playing any other games at that time. You know, that's one of the reasons I don't play WoW anymore was because I just didn't want to devote that kind of time to one game. You didn't want a second job? No, and that's what it became. It became a second job. That's so. why I stopped playing several times. Um. And then the last thing I think I'm going to talk about right now, because we're already almost an hour in and we obviously have some book discussion to get to dun, dun, <laughs> dun, uh, is the, the newest darling on the block Valheim. Oh, geez. Uh, which last I checked had 5 million purchases, which is just bananas. How the word of mouth has really pushed that game to the stratosphere. Um, Ryan actually brought this game up in a group chat looking for, I think something, you know, we could play together, new, new co-op experience. If you're not familiar, that's like a max 10 people or something in the same world, which is pretty cool. And um, I was looking at it. I'd seen some streams on it. I wasn't sure I would be into this game because it has survival aspects and crafting aspects. Not always my cup of tea. But I thought that the the exploration aspect, the combat, and sort of the fact that there is sort of a beginning and end to the narrative was appealing. And when, once I found out, I'll be honest, once I found out that the things like cold and, and hunger don't negatively affect you, they're actually just 
their buffs if you've well fed or you're warm or whatever. I was like, oh, great. That's I'm probably in then because I don't I hate that crap in games where it actually hurts you. <laughs> so I picked it up. Honestly, I've played like three hours of this game. It's been like a week since I take uh, take a run at it. Um, it's almost like there's enough different parts of this game that people who like different things can get what they want out of it in like a group setting. I think I say that very vaguely because the building I'm so I'm already over the building part. I don't want to ever do the building. <laughs> there's so many, uh, very specific pieces that you can use to build your like custom mega home. Um, I just took over when I found and put some holes in the roof like, or, or patched the holes and just made like, I don't even care about building my own place. Cause there's, there's like, seriously, there's a, uh, there's angled roof pieces that are at different angles, different degrees. Yeah. Do you want the 45 degree roof patch or do you want the 37 degree roof patch? I'm like, I don't just the one that works. <laughs> I don't want to build anything. I'm like, it's crazy. And you have to like build support beams into your roofs and stuff. And some people probably love that. And I am not one of those people. So once I found a place I could go out of the weather, that was good enough for me. Um, so I've gone out a little bit, you know, fought some enemies. Uh, the combat is, what do I want to call it? It's it's weighty. It's got a lot of impact to it. It's not complicated. It's swing your sword at this guy and block if they attack you. But if you hit them, you usually can get another attack in because they kind of get uh, staggered. There is, you know, improvements to loot. There is crafting uh, to make new stuff. And that part's been okay so far. It seems like they streamlined some things that are annoying in other games, like the the workbench lets you repair everything for free. Um, there's durability, which I don't like, but there's no real downside to it in the end. Um, and just the world's really cool looking. It's I haven't gotten very far. There's apparently several different you know mountains and swamps and stuff like that. I'd started in the in the, in the entering of the beginning area, so I haven't accomplished too much yet. But if you have any questions about the early game, I'm happy to answer them. <laughs> I, I mean, it sounds like a game that several of our friends would enjoy. Um, For sure. Some, yeah. uh, and that was one of the reasons I had brought it to everybody's attention or, or talked about it was because I thought this would be a game that most of us would probably like. Um, you know, we all have different genres that we enjoy, but uh I think I, I like a little bit of everything. I don't think I'm too specific about what I like. Uh, just, it depends on the game. Like, I mean, I, I, we were talking about XCOM and I mean, I have tactical games I liked cause I liked divinity and that's a tactical game, but it had RPG elements to it that I liked too. Yeah. So I think it's, it's kind of give or take, you know what, you know, if you don't like crafting games, maybe if it's just a little bit of a crafting game, you might still like it. Hard to say. Oh, I remember, I think Ryan, you might've, did you play Terraria? Uh, yes, I did. It's, it's, it's Viking Terraria in 3d. It's totally what it is. Ah, I see. Like okay. the fact that there's different enemies that get bigger and more powerful in the world. Obviously the crafting aspect, the home building aspect. It's, I didn't even play Terraria, but I think I make that correlation pretty straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, make, makes total sense to me. I, I liked Terraria. I think I probably put close to 50 hours into it at one point. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I think I'll, I think I'll, I think I'll enjoy it. I think some of, I think some of our other friends will enjoy it. Um, it sounds like you're kind of hit or miss. Yeah, it's just like it, <laughs> if we get to a point where we have other people, 
So we have to maybe, you know, have a more buildings or like a, what is a it? village, the big, uh, the long haul or whatever the Vikings called it, the big, you know, communal building and the ships and stuff. I don't want to build that stuff. I want somebody else to do it for me. <laughs> oh, I see <laughs> I'll, how it is. I'll go out and fight or explore and get killed. Somebody stay back and, and build cool buildings for us or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, but I, I see, but it gives you that chance, right? You can, if you're playing with a bunch of other people, you can go out and do what you want or maybe yeah. you'll need help defeating a boss and you'll go come back and say, Hey, uh, I got all this cool stuff from the monster drops. Oh, let's build some cool weapons and go out and kill this thing. Cool. All right. I built this ship. Let's get there. <laughs> I'm really curious about the ship stuff. You, uh, the very beginning of the game, you can build a raft. I'm not sure how far it goes or, or how much distance there is between, let's say, land masses or something. But I know you can get up to like Viking longships. And I'm like, ah, I really wonder what that lets you do. Yeah. I There's have- potential there. I have a group of friends that played it all at when it first came out and uh, they want me to play it with them. And I said, not yet <laughs> at the time I was busy with other stuff, but I'm, you know, I'm not going to push it on anybody. I clearly am not playing it every day right now myself. Right. Um, I, we but. should also mention the fact that uh, it's only 20 bucks. Uh, which it's is a super small download. Which, yeah, which is pretty cheap for for a game these days. Uh, it is in early access. It's made by Coffee Stain, who's the same people that did Satisfactory. So there's a, a reference for you. Made by them or published? Published. By excuse them? me. Published. Published by them. Sorry. So I think they also did the Goat Simulator games, <laughs> which <laughs> never played I, those. I don't know if that's a good selling point, but uh, yeah, it is. It's just a physics playground. That thing was hilarious. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, to to to, to, to verify, yes, uh, the the publisher is Coffee Stain. The developer is Iron Gate AB, and they're they're the only ones. This is the only game they've ever made or released on Steam, I should say. So, um, yeah, yeah. And so I uh, I know that we've talked, and we don't have to get into it on the podcast. We talked a lot about the visuals. You have some reservations, um, and that's fair. Like honestly, the textures aren't great in that game. Yeah, but it's zoomed out enough that just the the overall kind of maneuvering, uh, seeing the world it works pretty well for me. Um, there's I don't know how to describe it. There's something super pretty about the way it's designed. It's like this weird minimalist, you know, polygon thing, but somehow it works. So I I roll with it. Uh, I'll I'll probably buy it and 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 try it out. Probably soonish, next week or two. So, yeah, and and the the reason why I balked uh, when it was suggested, uh, you not even balked. The reason why I, why I wanted to wait is because when it first came out and it was all the rage and everybody was playing it, all my friends were playing it. Um, I was still in new world mode because we I got back into it again because <clears throat> something happened and um. And so I didn't want to like try and do two games at once because it was taking up a lot of my time. So I would, I'd be interested in playing it now. And even, you know, like that was a big thing. Like I was, I was kind of bummed the fact that they, they dumbed down the textures for everybody instead of making it an option in the game for people that needed it to, for performance wise. Uh, I'm not really sure 
what the idea behind it was, but like I said, they must have a reason. So I mean, that's fine with me. Um, I that's why I was just kind of a little hesitant on it. But having watching, having watched people play it uh, on stream and you know through Discord, like you said, the game itself actually looks good. Like it's like it, it's yes, it's, it's low poly count stuff, but like the the environment still looks really appealing. You know, so yeah. I would, I would, I would definitely give it, give it a shot again, or give it a shot and, and buy it and play it. Like Ryan said, next couple of weeks for sure. But, um, so I'm I'm so used to going last that I forgot that you hadn't talked about games yet. <laughs> it's okay. Um, so I'm 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 kind of done with what I wanted to to bring up. Okay. Uh, what have you got? Um. So so yeah, obviously I was I was playing New World for a bit there. And I'm I'm uh, not anymore. Taking a break again. Um, the the new stuff that I've been playing. Uh, we started. Pl- I started playing Rust again, uh, just because I wanted to actually see what the new content was. But it's, I just hosted a server myself and just had friends on it. We didn't. We're like not doing like any rating that kind of stuff. We just we're just doing it to to experience the new. Uh, the new content and I'm pretty much just flying a helicopter around the island the entire time. Uh, that's what I enjoy doing. And, uh, but the big one, uh, that I played for a while, uh, it's called Dyson sphere project. Uh, I've heard of that. I yeah, think. it's, it's a, it's a new game from, I think from a, a fairly new studio. Um, it's also only 20 bucks, which I thought was amazing. Um, I got it for ten because I had some credit from a gift card, so it was like a really no brainer for me. Um, but it's it just came out in January. Um, uh, it's the it's the Youth Cat Studios, the name of the of the of the developers. They did um, they did uh, a couple games, but this is kind of like a their first type of I guess one of their first like simulator type games. But it's like a, it's been des- described as a combination between Factorio and Satisfactory. Um, Satisfactorio, yeah, pretty much, yeah. And um, it's also a, a, vis- a, ve- a very visually stunning game. Uh, you come in, you're you're a, a robot, a large robot, and you're flying through a solar system, and you go um, impossibly close to the sun without burning up. But it's really cool <laughs> when you first come in. And you land on this planet, and um, and pretty much you have to. You're trying the the whole entire idea of the game is that uh, a Dyson sphere is a theoretically a theoretical physics idea of being able to encapsulate a star with de- a device that can directly capture the any energy from that star and use it as electricity. So it's a, a it's an actual physical thing that you're building around. As, uh, obviously, stars are huge, so it'd be a very big, and um, you you harness that star's energy for electricity to power pretty much everything. And so that's what this game is about. It's literally you progressing through a tech tree, doing research and that kind of stuff, very similar to Factorio, and you are building. Uh, and getting more resources and higher and like more complex um, parts pretty much to make this Dyson sphere. 
And the crazy thing about the game is, is that the the scale and the scope of it is 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 insane. Like so, you're in a star system that has, I think, the first star system has one star, and then one, two, three, four, yeah, three rocky planets and one gas giant. And uh, as you progress through the tech tree, you can actually fly your little guy off of your ship you can actually break orbit onto the the plant uh, plant that you're on go to other planets get resources from those bring them back to your planet use those to build an interplanetary um, transport system to automatically transport resources back and forth between planets and then <laughs> as you keep on building into the tech tree you actually travel to different solar systems and then you have different you have an interstellar transport system that allows you to transport not only energy, but resources back to your home plant planet to et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, it's early access. I stopped playing the game when I knew I was going to like it. Um, I have a, a, I have a problem with early access games where I will go through and I will play all of it. And then when it launches, I will never play it again. And so recently what I've been doing is because sometimes I'm not really big. I'm not one of those guys that goes and plays the same games over and over. Uh, I should let me phrase that. I'm not the guy who plays. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like for, for XCOM, for example, is a good example. Uh, I played the game once for the 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 first the, like the the campaign, and then I went back and played it again for the expansion. But I have no desire to ever play it again. Uh, for some reason, I just don't get enjoyment out of, of out of doing a long a long game repeatedly. It's the same reason why I don't play Rust for that long. I hate having to wipe every single month. It is it is it it bugs me. <laughs> like I put all this effort into the to a server, and then everything's gone. I have to do it all over again. So I go through phases with that. So I I learned that if I, I go I go crazy on a game when it comes in early access, when it launches, I'm like, okay, well, I I mean, they kind of had a lot of the game already in the early access. They didn't really add a whole lot. I don't have much of a desire to play it again. So what I've been doing is, even though I, I buy them because in early access, they're usually cheaper than they are going to be when they launch. So I will get a, a feel for a game if I'm going to like it, and then I, I stop playing and wait. I hope it doesn't take years for them to launch this game like they do other games like <clears throat> Rust and Ark, etc. Um, but uh, but yeah, it, I am super excited about what it could be in the uh, in the end of it. So philosophically, yeah, what would the difference be between a game that's in early access for let's just say two years and you play it to death, you have a great time, versus a game that you wait for it to release? And then you play for a great time and, and play for a, a while. Like besides the fact that, you know, it's now, you know, gone gold or whatever. And it's, I mean, they're improving it the whole time. Yes. It's not like it's a, so I, I, I'm just, I'm not trying to like, you know, that's weird, Chris. I'm actually kind of thinking about it. What is the difference in the end? You, you played a game for a while, had a great time, whether it was early access or not. Um, it's it's more of it's one hundred percent more of a in my head type of thing. Um, I've I've played I've played a lot of early access games, um, a lot of them, and they always vary 
not necessarily in how long they are in early access, but they vary on the actual percentage of gameplay that you play in early access. Um, a great example is uh, I kickstarted a game blindly <laughs> uh, called Everspace 2. Never played the first one, never heard about it. It was one of those things where like, it was, uh, I have a problem waking up in the middle of the night and I'll just like search on my phone and I came across this game. Oh, that's cool. And I like, quote unquote, drunkenly bought it in the middle of the night, even though I wasn't drunk, I was just tired. And, and so the game comes out and uh, it's actually out on Steam now. And they released it into early access, but in actuality, it's it's not an early access, which is kind of something they kind of screwed up on, in my opinion. It's more of a demo. It's like a 12-hour gameplay of, of early access, but like I immediately knew about like five hours into the game that I was going to absolutely love this game, Everspace 2. And it's it's just like a, it's a space game that's you got you got a ship and it's an RPG. You can upgrade everything on the ship. You can upgrade ships. There's there's a story. There's the great voice acting. Uh, I don't know, the story has a potential that kind of thing. So like I almost wish that early access games was like that instead of here is like eighty percent of the game. Play it while we develop it, and we're going to take your money and use that to um, de- further develop the game. Whereas in Everspace 2, when it was a Kickstarter, they got all their money up front already, and now they're just giving us a taste of what the game's going to be like. And then when it releases, I'll be able to play 100% of the game. I already know that it's finished. I already know that you know the, the developers themselves, hopefully, are happy with the game. So that's my th- that's kind of my thinking, and I and I, I honestly I can't remember what early access game ruined it for me. I can't remember what it was, uh, probably because I blocked it out because that's the way my mind works. But I remember there was something where it was like I can't remember if it was a really good experience or a really good ex- bad experience on the early access, and then once it launched, it was the exact same thing. Uh, Arc probably would be a, a good example of that because I won't, I won't get into it now, but. I, I I have big problems with Arc, and, and I just I just it could it could have been Arc to be honest. <laughs> Stay tuned for the special episode of the podcast where we go into Chris's repressed memories. <laughs> and what? Yeah, we get us find out where early access touched him. <laughs> and where? You know what? That was actually where did the early access touch you? Yeah, show us on this doll on the hard drive. Where did this early access game touch you? But uh, but yeah, it's just it's just it's just one of those things, but. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I, I'm excited about it though. I'm, 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 I still do like, for example, Val, uh, Valheim, I will buy that game and I'll play it, but I'm, I, I, I see have that same thing where I don't want to, I, I don't want to put a hundred hours into it, which is something I usually do. If I find a game that I really like, I will focus on it and I will play it and, and until I beat it with it, you know, with, with it, with the, with the bat and just keep on playing it and playing and playing it. And then I burn myself out and then I stop playing it. So I'm trying to stop myself from getting to that point so that I don't, I don't get there and ruin it. Okay. Um, other games I've been playing. Oh, you did mention, um, what was it? Roki? Rookie? Yep. Uh, I saw you, you were saying that, uh, you, that that was on sale. So I did buy that. So I'm actually excited to, to give that a shot. Um, and then what was the other thing? Oh, uh, I, 
I did a couple things, a couple a couple hours of uh, uh, Desperados Three because that is on uh, Game Pass, and I was a little disappointed to find out that it's exactly like Shadow Tactics. <laughs> it's literally the exact same game, just with a Western motif instead of uh, samurai. It's a fun game. I mean, I, I liked it. I, I mean, I, I don't, as I was playing, I built one complete level and I was going through the second one. I'm like, okay, well, I already know how this is going to go. Uh, but it's, like I said, it's, it's, it's still a fun game. It's just too much, too much, too similar to me. Cause I think, Ryan, also, you played Shadow Tactics, didn't you? No. Okay. Uh, I think I had bought it for Alvin because mm. he had it on his list for okay. games he wanted at one time. Okay. But I don't know if he ever played it either. Okay. Okay. Um, it, it it looks interesting, but I know I never. I, I suppose I could play the demo and, and give it a shot. They had a demo available. Yeah, like I said, I I actually put quite a bit of effort into Shadow Tactics, and I kind of got frustrated when, um, because you can you can pause time and plan things out in ahead, and then you can execute them in 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 a certain order in Shadow Tactics, and I think that was kind of is kind of rubbing me the wrong way. Um, in this game, I actually like the fact that when you pause time and, and you plan things, whatever you plan happens at once for both mm-hmm. characters. So it's a lot less, I would say a lot less complex. It's just a lot less finicky in trying to figure out what you need to do. It's a lot more straightforward. So, um, right. but yeah, like I said, I actually love the Western theme. The Western theme is awesome. The, the voice acting is great. I love the characters that they have. Um, so that I, I also like the, the samurai and, and uh, that kind of motif as well. So I liked both of them equally. It wasn't like that was like a, oh man, it was amazing. But it was cool. Like, there's like TNT barrels you blow up and that kind of stuff. It's very, very Western movie type of thing, you know? Um, but yeah, the, and we talked about this before. Um, you mentioned uh, Shadow Tactics and it, it's basically a spiritual successor to the Commandos games from. Yes late 90s i think literally direct translation and, yeah <laughs> and I, I i i like to believe that i enjoyed those games i think my eyes are always bigger than my stomach when it comes to those <laughs> they're super frustrating even though i love the concept so yeah. i own shadow tactics i never played it okay I probably never will <laughs> one of those things yeah uh, i'm trying not to sneeze into the mic um yeah i mean it's it's hard to pass up because it's four dollars on steam right now which one <laughs> shadow tactics oh, really? blades of the shogun i don't know if that's the first one or not but it's 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 four bucks so it's on a really good sale right now i yeah it looks like they have a whole collector's edition with well, all, we, we all, all the other junk for 10 bucks so. have it except for you so i'm not sure yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Does the sale end tomorrow? In which case podcast will uh, not be published yet. No. 23rd. No, this 23rd. So yeah. we got some time. Oh, okay. You got, you got some time. I got some time. Dear listeners. <laughs> yes. If you would like to buy this Go game. Check it out. It's cheap. Uh, I, it, I don't know. It's it's one of those games where I, I'm, I, I looked at it and I went, I might like it, but I don't know. I don't know yeah. if it's a game for me. Yeah. No, I get it. It, and, and and Chris is right. It can sometimes be incredibly frustrating 
when you have this idea and you're trying to do it and it doesn't it doesn't go your direction like multiple times <laughs> and the, and like the games are all about saving and loading constantly um and i think that i would kind of like something that would sorry my cat uh probably not be so so heavily dependent on uh, some uh, saves coming so like you be able to actually play the game without having to, and actually the like in desperados they literally give you a warning saying it's been like 90 seconds since you've saved every single time you hit 90 <laughs> seconds. So <laughs> I was safe. Yeah. It's like, Hey, you're going to screw this up. You should save right now. I'm like, okay, well what if I don't want to? <laughs> so, or I'm waiting for something to happen. You know, I, yeah, I don't it know. By my own rules game. <laughs> That's a boss of B. Um, but yeah, I've played a few other games. Nothing, nothing, nothing too much to report on that yet. Um, the other big thing is that I actually have started reading again. I took a break for a while where I used to read every night before bed, but I just had, I didn't do it for years for whatever reason. So I'm trying to get back into it. So I've been kind of going off of uh, a suggested list from a friend of mine where like in 2021, you, there's like a, a, a list of, um, of things to read. And it's like, read a book from, uh, suggested by a friend read a book um that takes place in a different country than yours uh read a book that's been banned uh read a book that um oh i'm trying to think about the other ones but it's along, things along those lines and it was it's actually it was it was a really cool list so i'm like okay so uh she suggested uh that one of her favorite books of all time is 2001 space odyssey which i've never read so I went back and I went back and read it and I legit did a full page book report on it and sent it to her. And I actually really enjoyed it. Um, it made so much more sense than the movie did. <laughs> you, mean, you mean there wasn't a, a 45 minute period where monkeys were slapping a, a stone obelisk? <laughs> the book really slowly there is the book actually has, um, it, it has, it has narrative. It explains what the monkeys are doing because obviously the monkeys can't talk. So you're just sitting there looking at them. But in the book, it gives you their thoughts, which makes much more sense than what you see in the book, in the movie. So, um, so yeah, I, I, that, that, that made it much, much better. So here's some other suggestions. Um, a book that celebrates diversity, uh, a historical fiction book, um, a book for middle grade age, a book with an unusual title, a book based on its cover, uh, a book about time travel, a book from an independent bookshop, stuff like that on those lines. I thought I thought it was a pretty cool list. So I'm like, okay, I could I could try doing that. It's pretty early. I could I could I've already got you know one book down. the The next book I'm currently reading right now, which is also suggested by her, is um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. You ever read that before? I've never read it. I don't know why, yeah. but I've never read it. And uh, obviously, a much different style than than the other one. Um, obviously, even though they're both science fiction, but it's just crazy to to think that um, one was written in the '60s, <laughs> which was a long time ago. Uh, for those not keeping track, and and I think Hitchhikers is in the '70s. I think late '70s. So. I don't 
yeah, I'm, but I'm enjoying it. I, I enjoy the the very dry uh, British humor. I've I've laughed out loud, and my cats looked at me weird in, at night. So I'm I'm excited to finish it. I actually got the whole series, so I'm probably gonna read all of them. Yeah, I got the like the big edition with like all four. Yeah, I think it's I think it's like four novels and a short story or something years ago, and I read through the whole thing. Yeah, no the the one I bought was a, a set of four. And so they're and they're not that big either. I mean they're 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 pretty quick reads. So um but I think now, ladies and gentlemen, is the moment some of us have been waiting for. Some of us some of us all, all, all <laughs> ten people who listen to our <laughs> podcast. Yeah, yeah. The discussion of Ready Player One and Two. So I I actually had a pretty heated not heated, a pretty lively conversation with a friend of mine who also read the the second book at the same time. So if you want to, if you guys want to talk about what you guys think first, and then I'll kind of. Well, well do you want to talk about the first book or just the second book? Well, you, I'm good you, either way. What do you think of the first, what do you think of the first book? The first book should be pretty quick. Well, uh-huh. okay. Um, Maybe not. <laughs> if, if, if I had read the book first, I would not have wanted to watch the movie. Hmm. Okay. That is the 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 basic synopsis I could have given you because I think the movie was so much better than the book. Okay. Okay. Uh I thought the characters are terrible. The main character I can't stand. Uh <laughs> his love interest in the book is also not a very good person. And I kind of went, these characters are awful. I don't I can't relate to them at all and they're just not very good people. Okay. Okay. Um, and it got even worse in the second book. So I went. There's this. I, I I just don't get it. I don't. I, I like if I was Steven Spielberg, I would be like, I'm not going to make this movie. Um, and I think that was the reason why, because the 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 author wrote the the script for the movie as well. So he purposely changed it. Oh, good for him. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I, and, and, you know, like I'm even relating back to the movie. I'm like, I know why they did a race instead of the, the challenge that's in the book. And I know why they did the thing with the shining instead of the challenge that's in the book, because the challenges in the book are really lame. They're all just him playing classic arcade games and, or reading scripts from a movie. That's it. Those are stupid challenges. I don't know if we read the same book. <laughs> I, I think we did. I just think we took it two different ways. Okay, that's fine. I, I mean, it wasn't like I like absolutely loved the first book, but I, I enjoyed it. I've read it several times. Um, the so you definitely know that the song from 1983, which was written and produced by some guy no one's ever heard of, <laughs> was a multi Grammy winning song. Uh, I, I I did not know. No, I do I, now though. You read I, it so many times. Yeah, it it I I enjoyed the, the nostalgia that I I knew about. Uh, yes, I do I do believe that he went a little over overboard in the book. But then again, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I could skip twenty pages in that book and not skip any of the plot. Which because one? <laughs> there was like a twenty page section in the first. I think it was the first book. Where like he was listing off all of the cool pop culture references that he knew, 
and how good he was at, at Holiday's Quest. And I was like, oh my God, when is, when is he going to stop pontificating about all his pop culture knowledge? Like, I, I don't, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. There's, there's, there's a place for nostalgia and, and that's cool, but I don't personally believe that this author understands how to show the reader anything. Uh, the old, you know, show don't tell adage of writing. He tells you everything. There's nothing left up to, to, to question or imagine basically um, I think the reason that the movie is very, it's very different, honestly. Um, but is, is far less, uh, laboring to get through is because when, when, when the, the Halo Spartans show up, no one stops and says, it's the Halo Spartans from the Xbox game Halo from 2002. <laughs> yeah. You just recognize you just expected it. to know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. And I think I mean, it's an advantage of the movie yeah. being a visual medium. Um, yeah. It's just I, I, Steven Spielberg understands that you can just show somebody something. And I don't think this author understands how to do that, but not, not well anyway, I don't think, but I, I mean, and even, even the main character in the movie was so much more likable than the cringy, main character in the first two books. I mean, there's no better word to describe him than just cringy. He is just so uh, weird and like creepy, like super creepy. Ugh. Yeah. I, I, I was just like, yeah, I can't, I, I, I don't, I don't know how to relate to this guy at all. Um, um. <laughs> we saw in the first book I lost track yeah, of. well yeah. it, technically yeah. the characters extend to the second book so yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you yeah, can yeah. take that uh, I know that I've, I've I talked about this book with Chris a few years ago probably after I read the first one because I think did you let me borrow it yeah I think so yeah okay I didn't like it um, <laughs> I don't get news to anybody <laughs> yeah um uh, I mm-hmm. I put him in the same place in in the pantheon of people who shouldn't be allowed to write books as Dan Brown. Oh um, wow! From a from a from a you don't know how to write a narrative perspective. You have ideas here; they're in there somewhere, but you just can't execute for shit. Um, I, so I, from just a literature perspective, I just think he's a bad writer, which is a problem, and. I also don't have, I mean, I don't have the reverence for a lot of this stuff. I just don't. This guy is a generation uh, before me. I'm pretty sure. But. Dan Brand or the, uh, the author of this book? This guy, uh, Klein, Andy? I think a, is his last a, name. A Klein. Okay. Okay. Anyway, my notes are all in the second book. So if you guys okay. want to talk more about the first one, that's cool. That's fine. I, I was just curious of his, of, of, of his, cause I knew he just, just read it. So uh, we can, we can go to the second one though. Yeah, I'm I'm comfortable with whatever. Okay, well the second one sucks too. <laughs> <laughs> I concur with that statement. Yes. Oh, I feel I feel bad because I I want to like oh man. I don't feel bad. I just anything I say here, Chris, is not personal about your enjoyment of the book. Well, I I'd just like to say that I also did not like the second book. 
Oh, you didn't? No, I thought it was crap. I don't think I knew that. Yeah, no, that's why that that was that was and that was legit. The reason why I wanted you to read the, the second book is because um, I thought it was such a such a hard swing and a miss. Wow, what a heel turn! Yeah, right. I know. And that's that, and I and I and the guy who I also read who read the book before I did and read, told me about it. He also enjoyed the first book and also did not like the second book. It was just like this. It was. I, I wanted to get this going before you got too far into your explanation, thinking that I, you're against me because it's it's. First of all, it doesn't really matter because it's an opinion on both of our parts. But yes, I I, I did not in, enjoy the book. I read it very fast. It was not a hard read. And a lot of the book I was just going, what the fuck is going on? Like, why is this happening? <laughs> what is he doing? And I was just like, I, it was just like, uh, it, it felt like and I, I apologize for the for the the use of this term, but there's a there's a term used in um, in music called lyrical masturbating, where uh, somebody an artist is just going on and on and on for the sake of going on and on and on. And it, I, 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 I there was just so many details given in the second book that were like not necessary, and I I I I. I it was it was so forced, and I'll I'll I have my notes for the end of the book, so you guys can go ahead and go off with yours. But I I just wanted to let you know where I was coming from. I I mean, you didn't like the entire fifty page segment on Prince. I mean, wasn't that just the most mind bending part of that entire about book? about what? Oh, about Prince. Prince. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like yeah, I said, that... it, it felt so forced. I'm like, why? Why did that last so long? Why did you make it suck? It could have been cool. <laughs> or, or or the the I, I really needed to have I don't even know who the director is anymore. I totally blanked on it, but the pretty in oh, pink breakfast oh, club yeah. section too. Yeah. D- did I yes, what did I really need to have a giant chunk of the book to be about all of those movies coalescing on the same planet together and they needed to go through high school to and get I've, a Charred. Yeah, no, I I felt that was completely forced because of the fact that both him and Artie were big fans of that. Like, I felt like that was just another plot. I, w- I wouldn't even call it a plot mechanic. It was like a plot, like head choke into getting them to be together again in in the book. I was just like, oh god. The hold, I, I have to ask because I'm. The second book, as far as I'm concerned, is just the same book again with bigger <laughs> stakes. Um, it's a new quest with new crap to find. There's more of them, and we're going to kill everybody this time. How can you dislike the second one so much more, but it's the same I, story? I, I, I agree completely. It seemed like the exact <laughs> same thing to me over again. Okay, so it, it, I, I will say, in my opinion, um, there was... Just again, this is my perception. There was a a drastic difference in the way the two books books were written. It may not seem that way to you, but to me, the two books felt completely different in the way that they were written. The first book, and I know you won't believe me, was was more organic than the first book because it was something like, "Here's this thing that happened. This guy died. We're going to start this. We're going to start this." Um, this Easter egg hunt kind of a thing. 
And then the second book was like, hey, guess what? We're doing it again, but the reasons are are worse this time. And and we're just gonna like literally beat this dead horse with a bat and lightsaber and shoot it. And and I was it, it was like I said, is I, that the lightsaber from Star Wars, the movie from 1979, directed by George Lucas? <laughs> <laughs> you are uh, correct. 77. Yeah. Oh no, I got it wrong. Oh yeah, man, you should be ashamed of yourself. I think I think that was Empire. No, Empire was 81, wasn't it? Yeah, because yeah. damn it. <laughs> <laughs> That's every well, three years. To be to in Boone's defense, he's not a big Star Wars fan. <laughs> no, well, I knew I, I was like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. I don't know. I don't really care about dates, to be honest with you. Yeah, eh, th- whatever. Yeah, it's like late seventies, no, early eighties. Yeah, exactly. It's not gonna know the general idea, the general time frame. But, but like, I, I had, I had, I had this like, like when I started reading the book, I got excited because it was, it was like, okay, this is happening, this is happening. I'm like, okay, but they like completely fast forward through all the stuff I actually wanted to learn to, to hear about. Like, if the story was actually about him. Um, like finding something like uh, uh the, I can't remember what it was like he like he got got like a code or something to like a door in like the secret part of the the building that he went to and blah 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 and got the got the 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 egg with the thing in, with the thing inside of it. I was just like, it like fast forward through all that stuff and like okay, this is everybody has this now and it's literally everywhere and everybody can do this. And I was just like, okay, well that that didn't make any sense at all. Like why start the story there? And then, Oh yeah, by the way, Artie hates me because I told her this thing one time and now she won't talk to me or anybody else, but we still got to see each other to make up the, the, the plot go, go along more. I was just like, or the lack of plot, I should say. So, yeah. 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 And, 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 her her aversion to it i i guess i guess i i kind of understand it from a certain point of view it's like no i don't want to jack into the matrix okay yeah i i can understand that but then she's perfectly okay with making copies of herself and her dead grandmother and putting them on a giant spaceship yeah yeah yeah, and I was like, "What? Why is that ethical?" Oh god! But oh god! Jacking into the Matrix is like forbidden. I, I, I like, I was, yeah. was like, "What?" That yeah. makes no, no sense I to me. Yep. that out of my head. Yeah, no, I, I like the ending like, was the worst for me. I was physically oh, angry. <laughs> so, all right, so, um, all right, so let, <laughs> let me. This is back up This back up. Not just Brian's, you know, statements about the main character. Of uh, the first book, I just remember him being kind of a socially awkward weirdo, yep. and that's uh, whatever. But this this book now he's super rich, he's and also just, still awkward. Yeah, sadly, didn't get any lessons or something. And a he's, creeper. He's such Very. a creeper. Yeah. So this is where I come back again, right? Where I kind of work in the privacy world now, and like his invasion of people's privacy was so gross. Yep. Especially when he justified it to himself. Yep. This is necessary. No, it's really not, dude. Yeah, you look at people's cameras in their homes. That's so wrong. That's so wrong. Just, just, and it was only because he wanted to to know. That was it. It wasn't like no one could stop him. No, there were a fail safe anyway. Yeah, that um, that was yeah, that was another thing that was super but, creepy. But so yeah, the end was was like that's such a gross violation. 
yeah. of people, just people, I guess. And I probably had a better explanation at some point when I read it, but just that you need to live with that. That's part of life. They're gone. And just, and how does, how is it possible that you could, you know, what was it? The, the concept of people's consciousness being available to upload. I forgot how that thing worked out, honestly, how they made that possible. I, but I just, think the, the quote unquote justification was that this, this thing links physically with your, with your brain and it was able to go in and scan your entire quote. Well, like, that's that's right. Yeah, if you put it, it on like, like one time, yeah, it could pretty much scan you, even if you didn't know that. Yes. There was and a then, whole like lack of consent. Yes. And There's like no terms like, of service. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. That whole thing was super cringe. And and and, and by the way, I, I looked it up real quick because I, I was feeling for a term in my head for what the main character reminded me of. I would say he's not quite here, but he's very close to a group called Incel. Uh, so yeah. if you if, if you don't know what an incel is, it's basically a hate group that hate women because they blame them for their own loneliness and that women should love them and they're they're batshit crazy. Short for involuntarily celibate. Yes. Yes. That this main character was like red flagging that for me. That <laughs> he's one of these guys. It's true. I no, I totally get it. I totally get it. Um the 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 love story yeah i'm kind of with you chris at this point the the i i actually I was interested in in their their um their disagreement like the part that kind of took them apart yes i was like okay they have very different opinions here this seems like a pretty major thing to have to you know be on the same page on okay that's cool and then if like but then they did the, it anyway the way they got back together <laughs> yes didn't no feel sense. logical at all. No. <laughs> and it just was like, oh, we're adventuring together again. I remember this. This was great. I love you again. And at the end, they both felt like they were vindicated in their opinions, even though one of them probably needed to be more wrong than they were. But it was just like, I was right. And so was I. Well, gosh, we're great together. I was like, wait a minute. No, you're both still wrong. How does this get glossed over so easily? Uh, yeah. Uh, it And, and, uh, the, the 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 thing that I talked to my, my friend about was that when at the very end of the book, or first of all, like how um, it was also like very, very dark that Halliday legit stole uh, a digital copy of Og's wife <laughs> and then kept her in isolation, isolation yeah. for years. I was just yeah. like. Okay, if you think about the way that they're, uh, he's actually describing the people that are digital copies, is like they are sentient copies of people's minds. And she legit was in a dark, who knows where she was at, but she was in a confined area with no, with constrained. And she just sat there waiting for somebody to may or may not come and get her. That was this, that was the first like thing. And like, yeah, if you think the main character was bad, Holiday was worse yeah yeah terrible human being terrible yes and i understand like you said also kind of that similar thing where the incel thing came in oh yeah where like that's like i want this one woman and she doesn't want me i am literally going to ruin (laughs) possibly her life and ogs for my own enjoyment and like it wasn't and then like how they made he made a big deal of it being the fact that i discovered that uh 
like she like so like the the copy of of uh i can't remember her name off the top of my head what's her name the the wife i can't remember oh, kira? Kira. kira kira yeah I, uh, like how the digital copy of kira was able to finally explain to me what it was i was doing that was wrong and or like what's on those lines were like f- like find my like find my mistakes or that kind of stuff i was just like uh dude there's these things called you know psychiatrists or you can you know pay somebody to listen to your to your issues and like help you out with them instead of having to legit kidnap a copy of your best ex-best friend's wife so that 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 kind of threw me off and then okay so what do you think of the dragon ball z fight at the end what the dragon ball z fight between oh between him and og yeah, yeah. I kind of, I kind of just glossed over I that did whole as well. thing. To be honest yep, with yep. you, yeah, uh, I, I was like, "This is absolutely ridiculous." Oh, that one weapon that can destroy him. I'm like, "You're a super user in a game. He is a, he is a, he's not a super user. You should be able to delete him." <laughs> dangers of AI. What? The dangers of AI. Yeah, I was just like, I, I didn't understand the, 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 the concept behind the fact that the only way to destroy this. This this AI inside of a game was to freaking um, get this one unit off of uh, this one weapon off of this rare quest that costs people their lives. That Og is the only one that can wield it. Um, I, I just like and like how 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 was an AI able to still still not copy but still Wade's super user access to the game also did not make any sense. Uh, I guess it was the cloak that made you a super user, and and nothing else. I guess, I, but, I, but how I, was I he able know. to steal it? That was that was my point. How was a non super user able to steal an item off of a super user? That was that was my big hang up on that. I, I, Asking I, this universe to obey its own logic seems like a I I, real, yeah. real I, I, I understand that. So should, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say they should have just they should have just called it the sword of a thousand truths. You know, it's 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 the sword that can kill anything. Yeah. Uh, or why didn't in the they game. just shut the game down? Because uh, it would have killed everybody. Yeah, that was what he said. No, 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 no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Like, um, oh, sorry, not, not, not that. Like, uh, sorry. My, 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 my thought process is that there should have been a detection somewhere in the game itself before this all happened of this of this entity floating out there in this in space because he's been around sure. the entire time i mean yeah i i think it, i would say that the ai in this book was basically the MacGuffin. it was what <laughs> it was the MacGuffin. the MacGuffin. It, it had to exist to advance the plot oh oh, oh trying okay. to apply logic to it is just a waste of time fair enough okay fair enough I will, I'll, I'll stop trying that but but yeah the the end of it i had a hard time with I seriously forgot about the ending. <laughs> oh, the the ending was the, awful. Oh, I mean, there were a lot of really bad parts of the book, but the ending was like one of those things where it was like, I, I couldn't even understand how the author thought that that was an acceptable way to finish a book. An, an acceptable way to finish the book. Yeah. I was like, wait, wait, wait. You've been debating this, this stupid Oni thing that they put on their head for 300 pages. And then in the last, 10 pages you're like oh by the way we cloned we cloned everybody's head and put it on this spaceship and now we're going to another planet to repopulate planets and it even made a big deal the fact that and it says something along the lines of even Artie put it on to make a copy of herself 
Yeah. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. That was my, one of my biggest things. Like she wouldn't put it on just to go into the matrix, but copying her brain and making an AI out of it was, yeah, that's cool. I, you know, whatever. I see your point now. As, as long as, as long as one of us can be with my dead grandma who didn't uh, volunteer to be brought back to life as an AI either. Um, is cool with it. You know, I can't remember. How did they actually uh, get the grant? Did grant was, she, was she, she died recently or something like that. I can't remember. How did they actually so. get a copy of her, of her, it was, it was so like the, the, one of Wade's justifications for the Oni system was that you could detach it from your body. So you, if you were in pain from cancer or whatever, yes, you would be sucked into the matrix. Right. And yeah. then you wouldn't feel pain anymore because your brain would be in, yeah in the game, which, which to be honest was probably like the medical the only... use of it was probably one of the, 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 <laughs> the singular, yeah. actually a good things that came of it. I, I, I thought. Because that actually I mean, makes sense. Because there are some things that modern medicine, at least now, med, uh, meds can't 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 control pain sure. for some things. I mean, the concept of the Oni is is great to me. I mean, I would for sure want to try it out after it had been field tested. But <laughs> I, I mean, I wouldn't have an ad, an adversity to doing it. You just have to, you know, it's like anything. It's an addiction, right? You yeah. get you find that balance of oh. life game kind of thing that main character can't seem to figure out but that's on him because he's stupid <laughs> that was another thing too i made a big comparison with this and um sort of art online yep yep i was gonna yeah. say that oh yeah i was just like again i had a hard time stomaching the idea of the fact that there's no fail safes in the hardware itself that would not allow a, a user to disconnect whenever they wanted I just I had I had a hard time, and I love sort of our line line. It was it was a oh, very dear. what? Do you damn? It was it was a very. Uh, I mean, so let me rephrase that. Like the actual story behind it, I I liked. I also had a hard time understanding that at the same time. Of like, and once I, I I had to swallow that that pill, the fact that I had to understand that this was just a, a, a plot thing. I just had to enjoy the story as it, as it, as it was. But I, I, again, it was the same thing of like, how, how come there are no methods to, to there's like, there should be multiple fail safes for something that's directly connected well, to your brain. Yeah. Well, and, and their, their whole thing was, you know, the microwave fries your brain or whatever. If you try and take it off of the power, I'm like, why don't you just drill through it with a power drill into the battery or then or, it's not going to microwave your brain. Yeah. Why is there a microwave that's strong enough it can kill you anyway on there? <laughs> and, and nobody, nobody, nobody are indeed that thing and went, why is there a giant microwave on here? Like, <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's, it's version three of many versions to get to the right state. You got to release it now and get the, the, yeah. you know, yeah. The consumer base. Um, oh, geez. So it's actually, it's interesting. I'm writing some of the stuff that I thought of when I was reading some of it, but, uh, there is a uh, like a futurism um, theory, and it's actually come up in some sci-fi books I've read, where the ultimate sort of uh, stage of a civilization, of an intelligent civilization, is to live in a virtual reality forever, um, uploading your consciousness into a virtual reality. But it's pretty much always by um, consent. <laughs> voluntary uh and then it's like you know the people who stay behind to kind of guard the civilization also it's like billions of years in the future yeah well and not to get too off topic but if you if you want to see something that's done successfully i think in that way you should watch altered carbon on netflix you no know, i started that never got very far 
it's basically instead of consciousness is stored onto like a data drive and you can basically put it into human beings so you could grow clones of yourself and keep living forever in your same body because you're uploading your consciousness on kind of like a USB drive and plugging it into your brain. Huh. And it's like, even if your, your body gets shot and killed, that consciousness is still saved on that data drive basically. And you just get uploaded into, if you're poor, you get uploaded into a used human being, which still is kind of a weird thing. Or you, if you're rich, you clone yourself and you just upload yourself into clones. Which is which I thought was a very interesting idea. I think it's more apt to be a virtual environment. And then if you want to experience physical reality, you would clone yourself or print a human body and then upload yourself into the brain. That would be what I would think the future would look like if we did something like that. Yeah. Which is kind of freaky, but also kind of interesting. And also talked about in 2001 Space Odyssey at the end as well. I'm going to, I'm going to ask a question that bugs me about this series. I'm curious if you guys thought about it or, or have maybe a response, I guess. Um, these, these worlds in, in the Oasis, as far as I can tell from the way it's been described, everything is just a recreation of something that already exists. There's a, there's a world for that movie you love or the world for that book you love. And etc. And it seems like no one ever creates anything new. All they know how to do is create stuff that they already enjoy. And that bugs me. <laughs> seems like someone would have been like, oh, I'm going to design this cool new thing and call it Badass World. And, you know, it's not related to anything that's ever been done before because I have originality and imagination. Um, I think I think you're right. Yes, um, there was. And at least in the second book, they at least did mention uh, that school planet. I thought about that. That had um, it was actually had story written behind it that was separate from anything else. So that was the I, one that they had written themselves, right? Yeah, that was Og and Kira that wrote yeah. that. So, I, so yes, I do agree that it's just like let's take everything that we love and put it in this one game. Um, and I think maybe that's what he thought the end of gaming would be like because obviously this is. Like in the in this world, there's no other game. There's no other publisher. There's no other developer coming up with something against with, with against Oasis because it's just at the point it's at right now. There's no way to to beat it type of thing. They just create, just create content like, in it. The users, I mean, the users yeah. are the ones building all these worlds. Yeah, but it's just like I'm gonna make this accurate recreation of this Griffin. movie from 1974. Yeah, like the Lord of the Rings planets that 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 she made. You know. Which I thought was cool. Some of it, yeah, sure. Like to some degree, yes. like, that'd be interesting. But it just, but it, I, I think it was, I think it was designed that way, wholly to sell that idea of nostalgia. Yeah. That's it of through of the book. That's it. He just he instead of creating a new world and saying, "Hey, there's all this these adventures these characters are going on," he went, "Oh, well, we're just gonna do a." A, a story where we're going to play classic arcade games to win all these challenges because people will buy my book because they'll read it and go, I remember playing asteroids back in 1978. Wasn't that fun? Yeah. So you think it was entirely just a capitalist thing? It was. I totally, <laughs> I do. I think, I think these books are, are a regurgitation of crap in order to sell books, just like 50 shades of gray or anything else that's come out. That's like that. You're, you're 
poking at a certain genre or something to pique people's interest in order to sell books. And that's it. It scares me because I slightly agree. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's why it's like 20 pages of him regurgitating his nostalgia, his, you know, holidays, nostalgia of the eighties. Yeah. Like, okay, cool. Unfortunately, I grew up in the (laughs) eighties. I don't feel the need to have in-depth discussions about Ninja Turtles for six pages. You know, when I was reading it and, and I think they were on like the first, first quest or whatever for the shard or Jesus Christ. And I was, I was seeing how long it was taking to get through that one. And I'm thinking to myself, there's seven of these. There's no way this book is long enough to support this for all of them, which turns out I was right. Yeah. Cause they were like first one, super long. Second one, I think was, was kind of long three, four, five, six, just whatever. Seven. Yeah. Oh, I forgot how it went, but in the end, they was so all over the place. No, that was clearly another. It became what's the stuff that I want to write about the most, which was a bummer because I, on like when I was I, I skipped pages during the Prince fight. Yep. I do not care about Prince. That's just on me. That's just my personal opinion. I do not need to read thirty-five pages about the different incarnations of Prince's band. Yeah. Yeah, it, I, I it, like Prince, but I was like, I don't need to have a guitar battle scene in uh, him versus Prince. And good thing he's so bored. Good thing he learned guitar. Yeah, because he had nothing to do with being a billionaire, trillionaire, whatever. Um, no, I was going to say that in the entire book, pacing was all over the place and not consistent. And like you said, there were times where things were sped up. There were times where things were took way too long. Um, I, I, I legit feel like I have no idea. This there's no, nothing to back this up, but I legit feel like this is something that was, Hey, you need to write another book. And it was like his publisher saying this and he's like, okay, but I don't know what it's going to be about. He's like, you gotta, you gotta write another book. Well, I just had the one idea. Yeah. So I'll, <laughs> I do, that I'll one do it again. <laughs> But but crappier. I'm I'm actually curious. I haven't looked it up yet, but I'm actually curious to see the sales of this compared to the first book. Oh, well, I mean, I don't. I probably it, it'll probably not outsell the first book, just because people who watched the movie went, "Oh, I got. I want to read the book," you know. So I, I don't think you'll ever get there. But I mean, I didn't know it existed until you mentioned it. I also did not know that it came out until somebody else told me about it. So <laughs> doesn't seem like it was quite the event. Uh, Wikipedia, the reception of Ready Player Two. The novel has received a more lukewarm reception than its predecessor. That's polite. <laughs> Very polite. I wonder who wrote that. The author. Probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, it doesn't say, though, Ready Player Two, the book released in October 2020 by this publisher yeah. under the heading of this umbrella company. So he didn't write that. I realized, I didn't realize that it came out. Uh, Okay, actually, no, it was November 20, 24th. I didn't hear about it until December. So that kind of also gives you an idea of how much it was not, uh, it was not, uh, it was not marketed like the first book was. So there could be a reason why. But yeah, this is a very long podcast now. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> so yeah, sorry about that, guys. Hopefully you, that was worth the wait. <laughs> Any, any closing thoughts? Uh, um, the book mostly is what I'm talking about. Um, 
I mean, I, it wasn't the worst thing I've ever read. <laughs> <laughs> well, That's a back of the book. That's a quote. Well, well said. <laughs> uh, uh, was it the worst thing I ever read? It definitely wasn't the worst thing I, I ever not. read. I'm, I'm sure it wasn't. No, I can't think of what it was right now, but it, it definitely wasn't the worst. But man, I, I I wouldn't have read this book if you hadn't sent me a copy of it. Um, Fair enough. I hope I never read anything by this guy again. I will probably not read another book by him. No. I maybe, have, he, maybe he's way better, but I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, it have it had to be something along the lines of, oh, this is better than the last one. Oh, no, no. It'd have to be along the yeah. lines of, it's basically a new author. Yeah. <laughs> he he would, he, he I, I don't want to be mean, but yeah, something happened. I just want to say that. <laughs> I didn't want to say that. You learned how to write finally, and now it's not so bad. Because, uh, I mean, the Twilight books are also a pretty good uh, example of of mediocre writing with a drastically different outcome type of thing with, with cells. Like, it blew up huge, even though they weren't written in the... I, I would honestly say... Uh, having read all of the the Twilight books, I apologize for that in advance. Um, that they are much better written than than the second book was. I I, I have no yeah. basis of comparison. Yeah. I haven't read them. Yeah. Um, you know, I've read books that you know. Uh, 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 what am I thinking of? Katniss. Uh, Hunger, Hunger Games. Games. Hunger. I read the Hunger Games series. It was okay. Like I wasn't like, oh my god, best book ever, and I wasn't like, oh my god, this writer is terrible. Yeah. I was like, it, it's it's okay. I can see why people like it. This one, I just I, I didn't get redeeming qualities out of it. I feel like his editor failed him in a very big way. I feel like somebody should have sat this guy down and say, hey, I just read your book. I know you want me to edit it. You need to rewrite it. They were like, cool, you're done on deadline. Let's put it out. Yeah, I feel like that's what happened. I, and I apologize for saying that if he ever listens to this, but <laughs> um, I, I just feel like, I don't know. I, I wonder, I wonder if we'll ever figure out, find out what happened. Do you know? Like, why is this vastly different than the first one? Not, because you, guys, you think it's vastly different. You don't think, don't yeah. Think you don't no, think I don't either. I, I, I found a very difference in tone between the two books. Huge. In my mind, it was a huge difference. And Oh, uh, he was poor and then he was rich. So I guess there's a slight difference. He was what? He was poor and then he was rich. Yeah. yeah. So literally it was him. He went from having nothing. Oh, sorry. I meant the main character, not the oh, author. Oh, okay. okay. It could be the same. <laughs> I assume the main character and and um, and Halliday are basically an amalgamation of the author's personality. Ooh, I sure hope not. <laughs> I, I don't know how you could write that effectively to be that I'm a terrible person. It's not a terrible person, but that just to be that sort of weird and well, and creepy no, and, he and not Halliday to be a very terrible person. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't real great in the first one, but uh, he really wasn't great in the second one. But it's okay because Wade figured that out along with us, so you know he understands. He his hero worship really declined, and he just worships himself, which I think is much better. I just I just got that the more you know thing going across my my head right now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, well then. 
we've rambled on for a while. We did, yes. We are we are sorry this one was a long one, but uh, I think it just was the fact that we we had a, a pretty big gap. We'll try to keep that gap down in the future if possible, guys. Folks, people's pending internet. But here's here's hoping that in the not too distant future we don't have to use internet to do this anymore. We could be in the same room. That'd be great. That'd be, that'd be crazy. But uh, that being said, um, I guess thanks for listening. Yes. Thanks for waiting until we had a new episode up. Um, that email address again is consumeandreport at gmail.com. All spelled out. Happy to take feedback or suggestions. And in case you didn't hear that, it was consumeandreport at gmail.com. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, guys, we'll catch you next time. Thanks. No, no, <laughs> come on. Come on. You want to just try it again? Try it again. Okay. <laughs> and, and with that, guys, we'll catch you later.